Six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the internet, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Yay, you're all here. You all like to tell jokes. Uh, the way it works is, oh my God, we've got an audience today of actual people. That's exciting. Uh, there's three-minute sets, You or four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn at three, and that means you have a minute left. And um, our first comedian of the night, so exciting, he just won a roast battle last night at Alameda Comedy Club and was so fantastic that he's actually going to be featuring there next week with a 15-minute set on Thursday at 8 o'clock. Go get your tickets for Alameda Comedy Club. And right now, clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. Uh, I know what you're thinking. I hate when people say that. It's like, is every comedian psychic? Where's the government? Uh, I but I do. Uh, not homeless. Not not homeless. Like I walk that fine line of garbage. You don't know where I sit. Uh, I look like couldn't get a job, Ross. Like I can't paint happy trees, but I will sell you some outside. We allegedly. Uh, I look like the lieutenant general in the Salvation Army. I, you know when people are like, oh, I look like if this person had a baby with this person, okay? Like, I look like if Seth Rogen had a baby with Seth Rogen, okay? And so they had this little inbred Seth Rogen baby. And then one of the original Seth Rogen babies, when the baby is of age, has sex with the inbred Seth Rogen baby, okay? And then generations and generations of inbreeding between the Seth Rogen clan until one day just a pile of hair and chuckles and outrolls me. And then I, that's how I was born. So I look like that. Okay, so uh, you know why people are uh, not very confident? They'll go fishing for compliments. They'll be like, oh, I feel fat today, okay? And then down below, the fish are like, oh, no, she's feeling fat today. No, she feels fat every day. It's a trap. Jeff never came back. No, I need to help. Ooh. Because in that metaphor, the person who's fishing thinks you're an idiot. Okay, fish are not smart animals. They don't have a lot going for them. They eat shiny things. Okay, they they think that you're a dummy. Okay, I'm I go uh, noodling for compliments. Okay, that's that's when you walk out your door and you're just like, tell me why I look good, and then you walk away. Uh, so someone outside in that me so I'm not. Okay, not to brag, but I get compliments. But I don't like taking them. So uh, I, in that metaphor, I'm like a guy standing on a boat, uh, and there's just fish jumping into the boat. And he's like, no, I have enough. Stop. I don't want the attention. Uh, that's me. Uh, so someone came up to me, and they were like, hey, let me tell you a joke for a dollar. And I'm like, you picked the absolute wrong audience. Because now we are in a bidding war. 
And I was like, I'll tell you a joke for 75 cents. And he's like, I'll tell you a joke for a dollar. And I'm like, you don't get how bargaining works. And then he, we both left, and no one made any money. And that's the true secret of comedy. Um, you guys ever seen... No, I'm not going to do that one. That's a little too niche. You guys ever seen a rat king? I'm going to do it. You guys know what a rat king is? It's when, like, a bunch of rats, <laughs> they, like, huddle together for warmth, and then they get tangled up in their own tails, and it's just a giant ball, nightmarish ball of rats. Okay? It's like if a rat went into a teleportation machine, and then it came out the other side, and the scientists were like, it didn't work! Okay? It's like the fly. You ever think the guy from the fly would have been better off if he kept cooler animals in his lab. Like just a casual leopard. Or uh, did you guys know octopuses can shrink down to the size of a keyhole? What if he just kept an octopus right next to the teleportation machine? That's science. The government's working on it. Some people are worried. They're like, oh, no, the everyone in charge of our government is lizard people. <laughs> you would know. You would know if the guy... Have you ever seen a lizard person? They're just running around in the heat, and then they get to the shade, and they just stop, and they lick their own eyeballs? You would know. Has any one of your friends ever legitimately said you should eat a cricket? That person's a lizard person, okay? If you're a cat, if people want to know if you're a dog person, that's because they want to make sure you're not a psychopath. <laughs> that's the new making sure you're not Jeffrey Dahmer question is like, do you like dogs? And then you're like, no. And they shoot you because it's the only safe way. If people want to know if you're a cat person, that's because that's a s health check. They're just making sure you're okay. If people want to know if you're a rat person, that's because they thought you were weird in high school and they just want confirmation that you own a rat. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Spencer Divide! Hot takes on animals and teleportation future past. Seth Rogen, baby. Yay! All right, your next comedian. I'm so excited. There's so many normal people here with souls. Uh, comedians are soulless monsters. And I'm so happy that you're here so that this isn't schizophrenia. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Daraj! Yay! Hey, hey. Thanks, Josh. Solitary woo. That's cool. And Brian's like, fuck this. This is going to be a bad set. I can tell already. Yeah, sure, Brian. Lots of energy in this room, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is really carrying my set right now. Hell yeah, dude. Love this guy. Nah, I'm trying out some new stuff, so bear with me. You guys ever, like, talk to someone who's clearly smarter than you? And then you change your way, the way you talk to like fit in. Like I was talking to this girl who's like a PhD in neuroscience today. And then she was like, hey, nice hoodie. And I was like, indeed. <laughs> then I put on my monocle. Carry around a monocle for situations like, yeah, that's stupid. Never mind. Uh, fucking, um, what else did I want to do? Nah, that was pretty much <laughs> that's all my new material shit. Um, 
let's see what else I wanted to do. Let's just go to the tried and true. Um, sometimes as, you know, a man, it can be hard to relate to your other male friends on like a deep level, you know? And uh, I think that's something that starts as an adult, you know? Like, it's not like that when you're a kid. Like, I remember when I was a kid, me and my friends would do this thing where we'd, like, pee together. But we'd, like, pee together in such a way that our pee's dreams would form an X. Hey, Jared. You answered in a good time for this joke. Uh, and then we were like, hell yeah, we're X-Men. Yeah. You guys really, <laughs> thanks, Jared. I knew you'd like that one. But uh, no, no, like, uh, it was cool, dude. It was cool as fuck, peeing in an X. No, but for, for real, that is a little childish, though, you know? Like, now that I'm an adult, I want to form some more complex shapes and patterns, you know? Like, maybe I can get a group of guys together and we can make a star. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, hey, man, you guys make a star. Doesn't that mean some of you guys are going to get pissed on a little bit? Like, yeah, maybe you get a little bit of piss on you, but you got to be part of something beautiful. Dude, this room makes me want to kill myself. Holy shit. <laughs> Did you guys all just come from, like, a fucking, like, I don't know, like a fucking what a suicide awareness? Like, what's a place where people want to kill themselves? I don't know, dude. Right here, yeah. <laughs> you guys came from right here, took a lap, came back. It's like, damn, now I want to kill myself even more, dude. It's hot as fuck outside. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Delayed laugh from Jared. <laughs> He's like, haha, this guy wants to kill himself. What a, what a loser. Um, you get, you guys fuck with suicide. <laughs> That got more of a reaction than like 90% of the things I said, so I guess that's a yes. <laughs> Dude, holy shit, yeah. No, like, uh, this was a pretty dead room until I just was started ranting about how I want to kill myself. So, uh, yeah, comics, you guys know what to do. You guys know what to do. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Spencer was funnier than you guys gave him credit for. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a defend for his honor right now, okay? I'm a defend for his honor. That's a funny man right there. Look at his, look at his face and tell me that isn't a funny man. Look, it's <laughs> I like how I'm murdering with Jared and with nobody else. Everyone else is like, shut the fuck up, dude. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to go now. Later. Taraj, everyone. Just remember, if you're, if you're going to kill yourself, don't jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. Peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself, and it works every time. Zach Wiseman. Uh, that's a Zach Wiseman joke. I like to say it anytime anybody talks about killing themselves. Uh, he might or might not be alive. Uh, and uh, by the way, R.I.P. Griffin Daly, everybody, if anyone knew him. He was a stellar human being and a lovely comic and just a really nice old man, and it's sad that he uh, moved to the chuckle box in the sky. Your next comedian's still around, still with us, wearing pink. Put your hands together for Brian Bailey. Uh, 
So, you ever just walking down the street and uh, that was my impression of Mitch McConnell. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Very good. It's my one impression. I've been working on it really hard. Um, <laughs> the only impression I can do is when I don't speak. Uh, I don't have voices. Here's some real jokes. Uh, I was this is I was dating a girl recently who thought that watching porn was the same as cheating. Have you guys had this? That's crazy to me. That'd be like if my friends got mad at me for watching Friends. Like what does Phoebe have that I don't? You know, it just doesn't makes sense to me. More dating jokes incoming. I was dating an Italian girl <laughs> recently who would moan when she ate pasta. Very disturbing. I didn't like it. Because it wasn't like a, mm, that's good moan. It was like a deep sexual moan. Made me very uncomncomfortable, you know? Yeah, I feel like most guys are worried they can't compete with like sex toys and dildos. I was much more worried about rigatoni. It was, uh, she liked linguine more than my weenie doing pasta puns. This is the elite comedy you came to see, I know. Very good. Thank you, Pam. Um, what else? I have a bunch of bullshit dating stuff I don't want to do. Um, <laughs> it's not exciting. I come, from, uh, I come from an odd ethnic background, I think. I'm Chinese on my mom's side and an alcoholic on my father's, so that's fun. We're Irish, in other words. We are Irish. And my cousins, they're all big drinkers. They always use the same excuse. They always go like, we're not alcoholics. We're just Irish. We're celebrating our culture until one of them did 23andMe. 0% Irish. Turns out we're not, we're Scottish. It's close, not quite the same. But it got me thinking, it's like a very white thing to do, right? Just getting your entire ethnicity wrong for generations. Like I just can't imagine my Chinese side of the family sitting me down and being like, hey, Brian, turns out we're Korean. We could have kept your sister. Thank you. I like, I go for groans and soft claps. That's my style of comedy these days. It's, don't patronize me. Um, here's a bad one. Uh, you know how, like, you know, like, when they have a once-in-a-lifetime athlete like Michael Jordan, they retire his jersey number, you know? Like, the Bulls won't use number 23 anymore. I think we should start doing that with athletes' names as well. Because I knew a Kobe in high school, a decent basketball player. It's hard to make it into NBA. So now he's just like a guy who like works at Jersey Mike's. And his name's still Kobe. That's fucked up. I don't think we should do that to children. His, his coworkers are every day like tossing him loaves of bread, being like, Kobe. And he's like, oh, never gets old, guys. Never gets old. <laughs> you know? And like, we've kind of already done it with some names. Like the name, like the obvious one everyone's thinking of, Adolf, right? That name is retired. No one has that name, for a good reason. You know, that guy really put up numbers. Um, Hall of Fame worthy career. All right, uh, that's my time, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye. Yay! And bagpipes to play him off. Hell yeah, because he's Scottish. That was just happenstantial because we've got ACDC. But Brian Bailey, yay! That was lovely. That Mitch McConnell joke, hilarious for another week and a half. Your <laughs> and then everyone forget they're like who? He'll be dead by then. Thank God. Uh, your next comedian, not him, not the comedian, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Sorry. I hope that Brian lives forever, even though he kind of does look like a vegan vampire. 
Put your hands together for your next comedian, Jared Senna. What's up, guys? My name is Adolf. I'm here to tell you guys jokes. I also came from the suicide watch party. Uh, it's actually, uh, it was actually the Bay Bridge. All right, that joke sucked. I'm sorry. It's only going to get worse from here. Just letting you guys know that's okay because Ryan goes for soft groans and claps. I go for dead silence. If I do dead silence, I've murdered. I'm doing great so far. What's up? My name is actually Jared, uh, like the subway guy, <clears throat> uh, which is a shame because he likes kids. So not only do I have the guy's name, uh, apparently I look like the guy's type. Um, do you guys know he has like an HBO Max documentary? <laughs> Jared the subway guy. We know about him, right? Yeah, Jared the subway guy. He has an HBO Max documentary. A lot of shocking things said. One of the most shocking things I heard was that that millions of kids look, looked up to, or like that his victims were kids that looked up to Jared Fogle and were horrified to find out what he really is. I find that really shocking because what kind of fucking kid looks up to Jared Fogle? Like, wh wh what, kid, what kind of kid looks up to be the spokesperson for Subway? Was like, was some kid like crying at the dinner because like, or crying at Christmas because, like, he didn't get a Jared Fogle subway, the jersey. Like, Michael, Jack, Michael Jackson could sing and dance. Jared Fogle just ate subway, you know? I don't know. These are just random thoughts just ramble on my head. It's usually suicide or Jared Fogle. You know, stuff like that. Um, what's up? Uh, uh, gay people are cool. Uh, I fuck with the gays. Alright, I, I I don't know why I expected like an applause clap after that. But yeah, I fuck with the gays. Gays are cool. I dated a bisexual girl once. It was a real eye-opening experience for not just for me, but for her too. I realized you need to be more empathetic towards what gay people go through. And she realized that she doesn't like men. Yeah, it turns out I'm like the gateway drug to becoming a lesbian, you know, like... I'm small, I have a septum piercing, and I have Doc Martens. Like, I look like one already. The problem is I'm still a man. My therapist always tells me that my biggest problem was that I always mistake women being friendly as sexual attraction. And I was like, how do you know that's true? And she says, because you're leaning in for a kiss right now. Yeah. Also, oh, thank you. This guy gets it. Also, one of, one of the things that, like, one of my biggest red flags is that I lie. I lie a lot. Like, that's why my last girlfriend broke up with me, because I lied to her. I didn't really mean to lie. I just never told her I wasn't actually a lesbian woman. You know? You've been, like, groaning and, like, wincing throughout this entire set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making you uncomfortable? No? Okay. It's only going to get worse from here. How long do I have, Pam? Uh, 20 seconds okay. now. Okay. You know what my fucking beef is with Asians? 
My fucking beef is I don't have enough time to finish this joke because I'm over. I'm out. All right, give it up for Pam, everybody. Yeah. Jared Senna, everyone. Yay. Yay. We're all going to... Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Uh, they're just words. They're just words. You're going to hear words all night. Ah! Okay. Um, your next comedian is lovely. He runs a bunch of shows around San Francisco with Polite Chuckle. And put your hands together right now for Josh Katsky. I'm sick. I got to be honest. I'm sick of a lot of comics talking about, like, killing themselves. Every comic is like, oh, I'm going to jump in front of a bus. Like, dude, don't jump in front of a bus. Sprint. All right, kill yourselves faster. You ever get so sunburnt that you realize you're fat? I, uh, I spent all day in Santa Cruz shirtless. You don't have to picture it. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was walking around, and at the end of the day, I noticed that the bottom of my love handles were pale, and the top of my love handles were beet red, which is the first time that I realized there's a top and bottom to my love handles. I'm not doing what it was. It was horrible. Again, don't picture this, but it was like the entire top half of my belly was red, entire bottom half was white, separated by a belly button. It was like the world's hairiest, jewiest Pokeball. Disgusting. Cookie dough and depression, I choose you. All right. Ha! Spencer wrote that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> these are in no particular order. I think every relationship has two people. Thank you. Um, I. <laughs> I think every relationship has two people. There's the sane, healthy one, and then there's the pimple popper, and neither understand why the other one is like that. All right, I'm going to build that into something, but it's nothing yet. <laughs> uh, men and women are different. Am I right, Dan Lewis? Uh, I don't know. I think, no, they're the, we're all the fucking same. We all think we can do better than we can. Everyone's super picky. Like, I have a buddy who's like, oh, I want a woman with an hourglass figure. It's like, dude, you're built like an old school alarm clock. Very fat, skinny little legs. Uh, women, <laughs> women have, like, the same thing, though, right? Like, I was talking to another friend of mine who has no name because she's not real. And, uh... Oh, she's like, oh, I just want a guy who's like tall and skinny and listens and will hold my purse when I ask. It's like, ma'am, that's a hat rack. <laughs> All right, next page. What, what? I went ziplining with my girlfriend and we had to fill out the forms before we started. And uh, we put each other as our emergency contacts. I don't know how that's supposed to help. Like, I fall out of my harness doing, like, a sick flip or something. I hit the ground, explode on impact. Her cell phone starts vibrating. It's like, you'll never guess what just happened. I don't, I don't get why, like, everyone puts the person they're closest to as their emergency contact. I am my girlfriend's emergency contact. Her boyfriend. The person most likely in the world to murder her. All right? That's not right. You shouldn't. That's just statistics. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to kill her. I'm saying statistically speaking, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you should have it be someone you're close to. I think it should be someone that you want to stay away from, right? Like, if you have any relatives who, when they're not around, you describe them as, like, he means well. Like, that should be your emergency contact. And every time they're like, oh, do you want to hang out? You can be like, 
I mean, for safety reasons, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Do this one. Uh, <laughs> I just have dolphin rape wrote in here, and I, I don't have time for that joke. Uh, I hate um, all bodies equally. I hate, I hate every body. Um, and I just, uh, they're not made well, right? Like, they're not made well. Your body has extra parts, like a bed frame from Ikea. We're just all okay with it. Sometimes it just makes too much of itself and you die. Like, none of this shit makes any sense. Uh, evolutionarily speaking, your eyelashes have one job, to keep stuff out of your eyes. Any of you, think about the last time there was something stuck in your eye. What was it? Okay, if you had a wind, if you had a car with windshield wipers that just broke through the windshield and stabbed you in the eye, you'd return that shit for store credit. Our bodies are so bad, it honestly makes me believe in God. Because like, what's more likely that through millions of years of evolution, trial and error to get us to our best point of survival, this is what we came up with, or just one day God got drunk and was like, "Fuck, I have a project due tomorrow." All right, thanks for your time, guys. <laughs> Josh Katsky, God's Eyelash Project. Yay. Woo. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Dan Lewis. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Hi. How you doing? Okay, cool. We got five people. This is a good, it's a mighty crowd. I can feel it, right? So you guys, uh, I'm 47 years old and uh, uh, dating a woman. She's younger than me. She's 31, so be 16 years younger than me, and it's uh, most of the time it's normal, but like once in a while, it gets a little weird. Like I was telling a story about high school with a bunch of friends, and she was there, and I happened to mention that the story took place in 1992, and she goes, "Yeah, I was one." And just made it's like, eh, it made me feel really weird, you know. But I can only imagine being a 17-year-old strapping young lad. Someone comes up to me, he's like, "I'm from the future," uh, points at a baby and goes, "You're gonna have sex with that person one day." I'd be like, I don't think so, you know, but, uh, they, you know, I would have been wrong. That's the thing. I would have been wrong. So now when I see a baby, I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I'm not going <laughs> to close the book on it. I learned my lesson on that. I give, I give the mom my number, and I go, you guys share that. Maybe. I don't know. That was pretty gross. Um, I was in the car. I was at the uh, airport recently in the morning. And uh, I just needed a little lift, you know, as I go get, like, a small coffee. I go up to, like, one of the fancier places, you know, for the airport. And it was, like, this big, you know, the co small was this big. And I was like, hey, small coffee, please. And she goes, you know, that's just eight ounces, right? And I was like, yeah, it's, fu it's fine, you know. And I realized she asks every single person that who orders a small coffee. That's how many complaining people there were. It's better for her to ask the question up front than to just wait for someone to be like, uh, excuse me, I ordered a small coffee, not a too small coffee for me personally. Anyway, that actually happened to me. Okay, cool. Guys, uh, I live in Oakland. They got lots of murals in Oakland. It's really beautiful. They tend to be very political. I noticed that murals are almost always very political, one way or the other. You know, I was in Texas, and uh, the murals there are like a cop with a gun, like guarding a fetus. And there's like an American flag and, a, and an eagle and stuff. Uh, in, in Oakland, it's like Che Guevara at Drag Queen Story Hour. You know, there's never any, you don't see any sensible centrist murals, you know? You don't even have a mural that's just like, post office works pretty good. You never see one where it's just like a Republican and Democrat ex uh, extending the earned income tax credit. You know, that'd be nice for a mural one day. 
I, uh, you know, listen, I want to vote. Uh, I want to vote for Biden. I'm going to vote for Biden, but like uh, he's extremely old. And I know you're, you're not supposed to say that. It's ageist to say someone's like too old for the job. But I mean, it seems to me like ageism is a form of bigotry that's different than the others because it's worse to get older. It's objectively worse, you know? You don't have that with any other form of discrimination, you know? No one's ever like, go ahead, vote for Buttigieg, but just remember in four years, he's going to be that much gayer than he is now. Cool. Guys, uh, my, favorite, uh, my favorite holiday is uh, Thanksgiving. I love it that it's always on a Thursday. I like when a, a holiday is always on a specific day of the week. I, don't, I feel like we should do this with more holidays. And like, I think we should commemorate 9-11 uh, not on 9-11 every year. I feel like it should be on the second Tuesday in September. Because it's significant that it was a Tuesday, right? You know, people will be like, when's 9-11 this year? I'd be like, I don't know, actually. I think it's on the 13th. Uh, I, never, I never remember, actually. Um, but blah, okay. You guys, I got a, a camera recently. I bought a camera and I just threw away the instructions. I do that now. I just throw away the instructions right away because I know online there's a video of someone that'll just walk you through anything. And it's true. Like anything you want to learn about World War One, you want to learn about the, 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 the teapot dome scandal, you can learn all of it on a video on the internet. And it makes me wonder, why is anyone going to college anymore? You could literally learn every piece of information in the world. My kid comes up to me and is like, I'm, uh, where do I get to go to college? I'm going to be like, you know what? I got you a scholarship to the University of YouTube Premium. Your uncle's paying for it. We got his password. Could, could backfire, though, right? Kid, kid could come home and be like, I've decided to major in Alex Jones. You know? You guys ever wonder which uh, of your dad's balls you came from? It sounds like a silly question, but, but like, how is that more ridiculous than astrology, for instance? You know, at least it's got some basis in reality, right? Someone tells me they're into astrology, right away I'm like, they, I just think they're not rational, you know. Uh, <laughs> but if they come up to me and they're like, you know what, I'm uh, introverted, but when you get to know me, I can be more extroverted. So I'm kind of like left ball, but kind of right ball rising. So uh, anyway, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Dan Lewis, everyone. Hooray. Witch Balzac. That was fun. Yay. I have a conspiracy theory, and it's that Martha Stewart was put in jail to become a felon so that she could never be the president. Right? Martha Stewart would be a great fucking president. Also, like that other Cheeto asshole, she also ran an apprentice. So, little known facts about Martha Stewart. Um, but I wish, I wish she could be the president because she could actually do a good job, and everyone else can suck it. Hopefully, Biden will die, and then Kamala will be the president, and then she'll just ride on in to the second, second term there. Your next comedian is not going to be here, but your next comedian is, and they're new to the room, so clap your hands in a wild, sloppy-like motion for Joanna Alberts. Yay! Not here. Okay. Kelly Evans didn't make it in time either. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Raphael Wolfgang. Yay! Hey, how we doing, guys? Thank you guys for coming out. We got a good little crowd. A lot of new faces here tonight. Are you guys all comics? Or are you guys just hanging out? Or No, no, just watching. All you just, wow, well, hey, well, thank you guys for coming out. That's awesome. I uh, really appreciate it. You guys are, you guys are super cool. Um, so I was, uh, I was talking to uh, my mom the other day, uh, which is always nice. Yeah, um, I called her on the phone. Uh, my mom is a major conspiracy theorist. So uh, I hate those phone calls. They go on for way too fucking long, like way too fucking long. I feel like a lot of people have that experience, but mine is a little, mine's a little different. You know that back half of the phone call where you're just like trying to get off the phone with your, the, the whole time my mom's just trying to convince me she's not crazy. It's fucking wild. She's like, it's not, 
I'm like, okay, bye, mom. She's like, okay, bye. It's not a conspiracy, by the way. Obama's a lizard. Look it up. I'm like, oh, okay, bye, mom. Thank you. I appreciate it, but goodbye. Like she was telling me the other day about this uh, conspiracy she saw on Facebook that mermaids were real. I was like, what are you talking about, mom? She goes, well, well, you know, statistically, it must be true. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, if you think about, you know, like how big all the oceans are and how big the world is and how many people masturbate on the toilet, don't you think there'd be like one mermaid by now? And I was like, what the fuck? And she, I mean, like, even just you, there's got to be at least one. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck, mom? How did you, that's a pretty good point, actually. Jesus, there must be, must be at least one out there. Probably one for every dude in this room, statistically. I don't know how she found out. I was really curious. I was like, Mom, how did you know that? How did you know that I masturbate on the toilet all the time? How the fuck did you? I thought I was doing that quietly. She goes, well, you know, I wasn't really sure, but then, you know, I was looking up these conspiracies online, and I saw a mermaid that had your eyes, and I just knew. <laughs> I just fucking knew. Yeah. It's a true story, by the way. None of that's true, obviously. None of it's true. My mom is a major conspiracy theorist, but the mermaid one isn't true. Um, anyway, so, uh, I have a pretty funny, uh, brother, um, he's, uh, he's a white guy, if you couldn't tell, my brother, uh, and, uh, he's got that same disease that Michael Jackson has, you know, the one that makes him want to touch little kids all the time, you know that one? Yeah. <laughs> pretty tough, yeah, he's got the same, he's also got the skin disease, but that one's less important, um, Okay, so uh, I was at the, um, I went to the uh, Pride Parade last month. Uh, give it up for Pride, everybody. Yeah. Woo, yeah. It was really cool. You know, the Pride Parade was, was really awesome. It was a lot of fun. If you've never been, you got to go. San Francisco's got like a really cool Pride Parade. It's like one of the biggest ones in the country. It's very cool. It's a lot of fun. It's very gay. Uh, it's very, very gay. I don't know if you know these Pride guys. They're like very gay. Um, I think they should really call it the Gay Pride Parade. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I was kidding. It was awesome. You know, the Pride Parade was great. It was cool. It was really cool. But imagine if you didn't know what the Pride Parade was. Like, you just showed up. You're like, oh, fuck, it was gay. Oh, shit. Okay. I was just proud of my son. Oh. <laughs> I was just proud of my boy. I thought this was the Proud Boy Parade. <laughs> it's always great timing on the horn. I love it. I love it. Pride Parade was really cool, though. It was a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, I feel like people, you know, people get really weird about, like, I'm a comedian. I'm about to make fun of gay people. I don't know if you guys can see that coming. People get really weird about, you know, like, laughing at gay people because they think they're, you know, sensitive. Look, if you don't think gay people can be funny, you've clearly never been to the Pride Parade, dude, because it's hilarious. Everyone there is laughing. Everyone's having a good time, dancing, fucking woo, naked dicks flying around everywhere. It's awesome. I saw this one guy, I swear to God, just no pants, just naked dick and just a thin jacket. Like, oh, my God, why am I so cold? Jesus. Why is it so chilly? <laughs> Why am I losing so much heat? His dick's flapping around in the wind. He's like, oh, <laughs> a gay Winnie the Pooh. Why am I so cold, Piglet? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you guys have been awesome. My name, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. That's my time. Raphael Wolfgang, everyone. Hooray. Your next comedian is so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay. Hello, all six of you. What's up? Five now? Uh, I'm on mushrooms a little bit from earlier, and I'm like, I love these two pictures of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> they look almost exactly alike. Uh, what's <laughs> anyway, whatever. I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have, we all have dumb family, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously, we all have dumb family. My aunt is, uh, she's like very far into stupidity. The problem is we're also from the South, 
because she's also like on the like right side of the political spectrum somewhere between like Ted Cruz and Emperor Palpatine. Like that's where she is. And so she just has, she says just the wildest shit to me. She'll like watch Newsmax and then try to convert me. Like I don't live with five roommates. <laughs> like you're not going to change me, obviously. And uh, the other day she's like, everybody in San Francisco is gay. I was like, that's not true. Most people are bi, actually. Most people are bi. So, yeah. <laughs> They're just worried about, like, all these weird things, like the Drag Queen Story Hour, which I don't have necessarily a, a, an opinion on. I just find it funny that educators have such a hard time getting kids to get interested in books. They're like, how are we going to get these kids to read? And they're like, all right, Jim, tuck your dick back and put on the blush. Let's get literate. Like, that was that was the solution. <laughs> Fuck yeah, drag queens. What are they going to go to next, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the next step is. We're doing all new material, guys, so bear with me. Um, is anybody religious here? No? Yeah? A little bit? All right. What What is your religion, out of curiosity? Good, yeah? I was going to say Allah. No? Okay. Um, specifically you. Uh, no, is anybody astrology? Any astrology at all? I mean, that's, I feel, yeah, that's, see, that's fine. That's, I mean, I think that's the uh, religion du jour of the Bay Area is astrology. And some people are like, it's not a religion. But I've heard several women say shit like, Scorpios are the worst people on earth. I would never want to be around one. And like, that sounds pretty Christian to me. That sounds fairly Christian. <laughs> I grew up in Texas, all right? That was, just insert whatever group you want to say instead of Scorpio. Um, yeah, so I think it's a religion, but I, I just have a hard time taking a lot of the spirituality serious because like, I've met so many people who have like a shaman you know, and every time I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. Are they from like, I don't know, India or like Central or South America? They're like, Fairfax, actually. It's some guy named Kenny. I'm like, what the fuck? Kenny is your shaman? Like, that's it. Really, it's just the high doses of mushrooms and ayahuasca. That's your ceremony. They're like, Kenny took me on a spiritual journey and I, I met a wizard and I learned the meaning of life. And evidently, it's that I need to get my real estate license. I'm like, <laughs> The fuck is wrong with people here? Um, I uh, did you grow up in Texas. Is anybody else here unvaccinated? No. Okay. Um, just checking. I uh, no, I am vaccinated. I do like to do that though because it, it, it feels out the audience, you know. Um, but being from Texas, it, I don't know if you've ever been there. There's like this intense idea of like masculinity that you have to like keep up with. My entire childhood, I felt like like I really needed to like be like manly. There's a phrase like. That's not what a real man would do is a lot. I just eventually found out that being a real man is basically just not taking care of yourself at all. Like, I didn't I didn't use lotion until I was 27. And, like, fucking look at me. I am 28 years old, all right? <laughs> like, seriously. I, I didn't wear sunscreen for 25 years because every time I've heard the instructions, my friends would be like, all right, put it in your hand, and then you rub it on your skin, and then you suck a dick because you're gay. That is gay. Like, they think skincare is homoerotic for some reason. And then also, the, the last thing is, like, you just can't talk about, like, pain. If you hurt yourself, you're just supposed to, like, walk it off. There's, like, this whole phrase that, like, uh, pain is weakness leaving the body. Which is so dumb. You would never do that with anything else. If the wheel fell off my car, I wouldn't be like, you know what? I'll just keep driving. It's, you know, we'll walk it off. Like, if it's sparking, there's, like, sparks are coming out. That's just pain leaving my car or body, you know? All right, I fucked up that last line. But thank you very much. I'm out of time. Have a great night. Give it up for your host, Pam. Yay! Yeah. Yay for Kelly Evans. Yay! 
Yeah, after your car breaks down, you, that's the only thing you can do is walk it off. Because uh, you got to walk now. You ain't got no car. Uh, that was lovely and very funny. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Guthrie Runway. How are we doing, everyone? Start Say start with your strongest material. So here's the worst joke I've ever written. Stole my girlfriend's Flaming Hot Cheetos. She caught me red-handed. Told her, fuck you, you're a vegan. You don't eat Flaming Hot Cheetos anyways. All right, on to the other shit I eat. Lunchables. Anyone had Lunchables recently? No? You're missing out, kid. They updated them since we were kids. They're fucking awesome, man. They got Kit Kats in them now? Yeah, upgrades. I didn't get dessert with my Lunchable. I had a fucking sad end to my lunch. Still not enough nacho cheese, if I have to admit. It's just teaching kids to give up early in life. You're never going to make your dreams. Those chips aren't going to stretch all the way. It's not going to fucking happen. Capri Suns are still in there. You notice that? Only people that got past the plastic straw ban. How the fuck did they do that? I don't know, but I fucking love Capri Suns more than Turtles. Anyone like Turtles more? No? Possibly? Possibly? You're scared to say yes, but I see it in your eyes. (laughs) Well... You're closeted racist. I know you're not overt about the turtles, just closeted. And let me tell you why. Have you seen these videos on the internet? There's a white shoe. The turtle passes by like, howdy, neighbor, how you doing? Nice to see your lawn grown. Let's have a cup of iced tea later. Black shoe rams it repeatedly. Turtles are racist and we need to cancel them. Drink plastic straws every day until turtles stop being racist. I know they live to 150, but they have to change their beliefs like the rest of us. All right. People say squirt is pee, but I've always thought it tastes like grapefruit soda. So uh, the other day I was at Monterey Bay Aquarium with my girlfriend, right? She has a service dog, and the service dog is here, right, on her. I'm my girlfriend. This is me. Old man comes up. Crusty old man, Vietnam veteran, Captain New Balance. You know the fit, right? About to step back into the dog, right? I have to protect my family. I'm not a violent person, but I have to de-escalate the situation. What do I do? A big step forward. <laughs> Sniff that man right on the back of the neck. Joe Biden style. Fucking power move. This man has been in Vietnam, saw his best friend die at 18. He's never experienced this level of trauma in his life. He was like, let's get the fuck out of here to his grandson skedaddle. Let me tell you, that man smelled like homophobia and PTSD. I only got a minute here, so I'm going to try a new joke. I was watching Star Wars the other day, and I'm a fucking huge Star Wars fan. Any other Star Wars fans here? Yeah, yeah. So I love Star Wars, but I kind of feel like George Lucas winged a lot of shit. Like, I can't decide if he's lazy or racist, so I made some evidence for either case. Here's my evidence for lazy. You know what jazz is called in Star Wars? Jizz. One letter difference. Don't know why he picked that vowel. The Jizz Whalers? That's the band in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Another lazy one. Two black people in Star Wars. Lando? Can land any fucking ship. Mace Windu? Got thrown out of a fucking window. And that's all I have for lazy. Now on to the fucking large list of racist shit. Jawas. That's a typo for Jews. He made them greedy little hooded creatures. This is a fucking racist man. Moving on from that. Sand people. What the fuck, George? Right on the nose? And here's an actual entry from the Star Wars Wikipedia page. Jawas prefer to avoid sand people when possible, okay? He's fucking just putting all this racist shit in there. Only fat guy? Porkins. Oh, Jesus. The most racist of all, though, Gungans. Jar Jar, you know that motherfucker? The entry on that shit says, tall humanoid with a flexible structure, strong leg muscles. That sounds like a fucking racist describing an NBA player. George Lucas is racist as shit, okay? 
It was the 90s, though. You know, not the 70s. He couldn't hit things on the fucking head anymore. So he tried to throw us off the set, and he just goes, hmm, how can I do this? They love swimming. No one will ever catch me. Fuck George Lucas. He's a goddamn racist. Let me win you guys back with a better joke here. So uh, I commonly mix up eating disorders and dietary restrictions. You know, uh, I find anorexics diets are very restrictive, and vegans clearly have a fucking disorder. Oh, silence is great. I love you guys. Thank you for all the real feedback. That's what we need to get better. <laughs> Appreciate you. Got three Wenwick, everyone. All right. Uh, is Caleb Colson here who's new to the room? Caleb signed up earlier. Is, is that person outside? Are you Caleb Colson? Person with the backpack I see in that? You're not Caleb Colson? I just don't know who that is because they signed up. Earlier. Are you Caleb Colson? You're not. You're just a person. That's fantastic. Uh, well, then I will go up uh, and yeah, here we go. Uh, clap for me. Yay. I'm so glad Kelly did the crowd work and we know you're Christians. That's so great. No, that's fantastic. Um, I used to be a cheerleader for God. got it. Uh, I actually I actually was a cheerleader for Christ. I need your help with this. Yay, we all get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, which are not sexy, uh, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. I used to do this thing called Bible delving. I don't know if you're familiar with it, where you go out into the forest where Jesus does all his magic, and you sit on a stump with your Bible, and you close your eyes, and you pray, and you say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you need me to see, and you open up your Bible and run your fingers down and open your eyes. And mine was always about sodomy. <laughs> I couldn't get out of Leviticus. <laughs> My favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20:12. Uh, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. That's good. With Christians with a sense of humor, uh, unusual. It's like a new, it's like, oh, have you met my parents? They're they tragically born without a sense of humor. Uh, but you guys are, you guys are fantastic. Uh, do I have, I have more Jesus material, I'm sure. Trying to go through my Jesus stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll tell you this one. I'll tell you this just for fun. I'm the dumbest person alive, maybe because I smoke so much pot. Uh, but I have two accidental gang tattoos. How is that possible? How could I have two accidental gang tattoos. I went to UC San Diego as an undergrad and I was a theater major and I got a tattoo of the ancient symbol of a Greek theater, comedy and tragedy, on the back of my neck to hide it from my mother, of course, right? Absolutely. I'm teaching high school a couple years later, Ocean Shores continuation, and a student comes up to me and says, hey, Benjamin, it's my now cry later essay. If anyone ever keys your car, we got you. And I was like, huh? And they said, you have the symbol of the Norteños, which is a Mexican gang. You have the symbol of the Norteños on my neck. 
which is a traditional place for gay tattoos. I was 19. It was an accident. How, Pam? How could you have two accidental gang tattoos? Uh, I have... I have an MFA also in writing. I've written a couple novels. My fiction is just pregnant with semicolons. So I was like, I will get a semicolon tattoo. And I found out that it's the symbol for suicide awareness. And I got it on my wrist. I am the dumbest person alive. Now, the very first tattoo I ever got is right here on my ankle. And it's a cross with a heart and a fish in it. And that is not a gang. That's a cult. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been Pam Benjamin. You've been a great audience. Yay, I did four minutes. Look at that. Good job, Pam. Uh, okay, your next comedian coming up to the stage. Put your hands together for Joanne. Yay. Good afternoon. Oh, no, it's good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening, okay? It's so good I could say it three times over. All right. Um, ah, so we've got Christians in the house. Is that what's happening here? Dope. I came from Texas recently. So, I mean, I was born and raised here, but I spent the last two, dec two decades in Texas. So I also married into a very Christian family. <coughs> so... Uh, I may speak one way and look one way, so it's very confusing, but you just might get it. All right. I do have one. Um, I've had trouble as a Christian taking up yoga because from what I understand, yoga is a religion. Yeah, I definitely don't want to <laughs> send the wrong signals to the wrong God. I just want to stretch. <sighs> I just want to stretch really good. But anyways, all right. So recently I've been released from 18 years of captivity. Yeah, um, lost about 250 pounds. Uh, you're trying to figure out what kind of captivity, right? Yeah, and uh, I'm, I try to give jail vibes, but like nobody really catches that. Um, it was marriage, yes. 200 pounds was my husband. 50 pounds is just me. But um, since I've been telling that joke, my husband hates it. <laughs> He's like, you know, we're still working on it, right? <laughs> oh, shoot, I forgot. I just got a manicure, so I took my rings off. Yeah, I've been very confused myself. Um, he's all the way in Texas, and I'm here in California. That seems like the safest way to handle it. Ah, not too many married people out here, huh? Okay, here, well, if you're in a relationship, I got a trick for you, okay? You want to win an argument? Just tell them that they're right. Right? Hell yeah! Just, just look them straight in the face and be like, you know what? You're right. Let me hear you out. Wait, hold on. It gets better. Then they tell how they believe they're right, and they hear how they believe they're right. But you know, as a woman, we know that we're really right. But you just let them have it. Just let them have it. Look at how happy he is. Just let him have it. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, since I've lost all this weight, my clothes don't fit the same. Um, one of the problems I have is my over-the-shoulder boulder holders don't hold boulders no more. Yeah, it's a punky term. It's a punky Brewster <laughs> term. She called bras over-the-shoulder boulder holders, and that is a mouthful. Well, at least it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you got that one. So I know it's very confusing. I'm 44, okay? I have four kids. 
Yeah, um, I told you I was going to try and confuse you. First of all, I sound like I'm from Texas, but I'm really from here. And um, I was in the military. I served eight years as a cop. Um, ah, that's uh, my clown sound. Um, all right. One of the things that I forgot to write down is my jokes. Um, I wanted to talk about being a horrible vegetarian, but Guthrie left, so nobody to jive with on that. Um, let me leave on this. Uh, one of the things that my husband did when we kind of separated after 18 years of marriage was he got a tattoo on his forearm. And um, it has my full government name. Yes, yes, full government name. I'm just like, why didn't the tattoo artist advise against this? But it's, I'm Filipino, so I have four names, like two and one and then three other. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, if he ever gets lost, they're just going to return him to me. All right, I'm Joe Mama. Thank you for your time. If found, do not return to Joe Mama. Yes, yay. Thank you. Did Caleb, did this Caleb person ever make it? Nope. Uh, you know who is here? Put your hands together for Paul, the Grill Master Robertson. Yay. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. So like a two out of ten, I guess. Uh, yeah. So anybody here? Uh, hey, there's Sophia's coming through. Any anybody here in love? Yeah, that's oh wow. Okay. He uh oh oh fuck. What did we uncover here? Yeah. How long you guys been dating? It's <laughs> apparently it's too long for one side or the other. You know. I'm not in love though. I'm on the apps. Anybody here on the apps? Clap if you're on the apps. Oh yeah, this guy again. What a trickster. What a sprightly young man over there. So for those of you who don't know, you know what's popular on the apps these days? ENM. Do you guys know ENM? ENM. It stands for ethical non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy. I'm like, ah, you can't sell that to me. I'm in real estate. I know a timeshare when I hear one, you know? Like, ah, God. It's like. It's like, well, is there, is there sleeping with each other involved? I guess I'll take weeks two and four. Okay, fine. So uh, what else is out there? Running ideas here. Oh, here's your K. It's important for people to come out to their parents, I heard. It's, it's important. It's like, Mom, Dad, uh, I'm gay. It's what I like. It's who I love. Uh, it's also important to stop about there. You don't want to keep going like, Mom, Dad, that works so well. I want to keep coming out to you. I fucking love jacking off in leather. Ah. You're like, oh, my God. Did he just do that? Yes, I did. And I'll keep going. I love a red ball in my mouth. The redder, the better. You know? So, or you don't want to do this one like, Mom, Dad, I, I, I love the closet. Yeah, I love jacking off in the closet. I'm a cuck. Your son is such a cuck. Where's my parade? I'll tell you why they don't have a cuck parade. Because uh, only the ladies paraded. The men just watched the whole thing. So that was the end of that. So cuck parade. <sighs> Looked like just a ladies march. But, uh, you know, what else is going on? I had a friend who's getting older. Anybody here getting older? Yeah. And he had some uh, he had white hair come in. Does anybody have this? 
It does. It's like you got if you get a white hair coming, you got to pluck it out right away. Or else, you know, other whites come in. I'm like, man, like they're gentrifying your head. What? Yeah, up at the top, they're doing really well. They must have different police up there or something because their black ones keep falling out. And they're just doing just fine up there, you know. Go figure. He woke up one day at a farmer's market up there. My last name is Robertson. I'm adopted. Big fan of adoption. Help me out. Give it up if you or someone you know is uh, impotent. Now, usually I get somebody, which is good. Honk, honk. Yep. I'm on it today. I know that. Yeah, uh, big fan of adoption because it uh, comes with clout, you know? If you're a, a lot of couples that have like a gender reveal party, some people say that's a little bit cliche. But if you adopt, you can one-up them. Have a race reveal party. Like at mine, they cut into the cake, just kimchi fried rice, you know? It's like... Delicious. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, my dad is Scotch-Irish. Uh, two loving parents. My dad's Scotch-Irish, Robertson. My mom is Russian-Jewish. Sometimes I do get suspicious she adopted me because, well, the Asian babies are cheaper, you know? So there is that. I have to give them credit for importing, though. If you're going to import a baby, you have to go Asian. Japanese babies last like 90 years, you know? So good quality. So. Anyway, I'm Paul Robertson. Have a good night. Paul Robertson, everyone. Sorry, my voice fell out. Um, is this has this Caleb character come yet? We don't know who this person is. Uh, your next comedian is here, though. Put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Yay! Hi, everyone. Um, uh, how are we feeling on Friday? Feeling okay. Tap in. We're feeling tap in. Good. Okay. Um, were you guys in town when Biden was in town kind of recently, last month? So Biden was in town, and they had these, like, V-22 Ospreys flying over the city, these, like, crazy machines, and they were flying right over my apartment, and, like, my entire, like, my windows were shaking, the whole place was rattling, I thought it was going to collapse, it was crazy. I learned that these, like, flying, they're like a helicopter plane hybrid, they cost $12,000 an hour to operate. Isn't that crazy? I'm like looking out my window, my entire apartment is shaking. I was like, we literally just asked for healthcare. <laughs> what are we doing here? The government was like, what about an elite tactical machine that can fly up, down, and directly into Osama bin Laden's butthole? <laughs> like, we just wanted abortions. <laughs> okay. But thank you. We will take it, I guess. Okay. Um, I, okay, I'm very sensitive to stimulation. Like, I get overwhelmed very easily. Um, like, I <laughs> wrote this before I came and you guys were staring at me. Okay, I, I'm just going to read it. Okay, so I, I get overwhelmed very easily. Um, I, I react very strongly to stimulation, you know? Like, I, I don't like the feeling of certain fabrics in my hands or, like, the sound of, like, a fork on a plate or, like, the smell of, of you, you know? I didn't mean it. Don't look at me so sad. But yeah, I'm very sad. I, surprisingly, I'm not autistic, though. I'm not. But I, I, I work in film production, and I was on set recently, and there was a production assistant on set. And she kept bringing up her autism, like, when it wasn't necessary or it didn't make any sense. Like, I asked her, I was like, hey, can you bring me welcome, welcome? 
I was like, hey, can you bring over some walkie-talkies? And she's like, I just want to let you guys know, I'm autistic. And I was like, okay, could you bring over the walkie-talkies and then give me a fact about trains? I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Very cool. I was, I was recently at a bar with my fiance and this older guy was next to us and he turned to us and really wanted to talk to us and he goes, hey, I just have to tell you guys have to know three things. I was like, okay. And he goes, the only mistake God made was giving us eyes. I was like, that sounds like a man who's never had herpes, <laughs> okay. He was like, no, it's the only mistake God ever made. And then he goes on a 20 minute monologue about morality and God and humans and loving each other. And just as I'm about to rule out this guy for being insane, he ends his monologue with, and that's why my favorite movie is Shrek. It's <laughs> like, this is a wild time to realize we're on the same page. <laughs> you know? Thank you. He really was passionate about that. <laughs> he didn't even get around to the second or third thing he wanted to tell. I think Shrek was just one, two, and three. <laughs> you know, just an adult passionate about Shrek. Fantastic. Okay, here's what I will say. I, um, okay, here's a confession. I was recently having sex and my legs were in the air and the guy in the middle of it, he interlocks his fingers with my toes. You picturing this? And holds. And he's like, yeah, you like that? And I panicked and was like, for sure. <laughs> so then every time we had sex after that, that was his move. And I was like, hell yeah, thank you for that. I don't think, I don't know if anyone can come when their toes are spread that wide. You know, it's not something I ever thought I'd have to Google. Anyways, that's who I'm engaged to now. Um, <laughs> that's my time. Thank you guys. Bye. Yay, Sophia Garrow. If you had a foot fetish, that would be super hot and you'd be really into it. Uh, that was lovely. Yay. Did Art Galustian make it? Did Caleb, is, are you in the front? Are you Caleb, boys who came? People in the front, neither one of you are Caleb. You're just people. This is miraculous today that there's so many actual people in the audience as opposed to comedians. That's incredible and wonderful. Uh, hey, Johnny, you want to rock it? You want to kill him? Here you go. Here comes the skin man himself, Dr. Skin. Put your hands together for Johnny Knudsen. Yay! Skin man, that's great. Thanks, Pam. How's everyone doing? Friday? Good week? That's good, yeah. Well, I do talk about skin sometimes, you know. Um, I was thinking about, like, I feel like, you know how we call thin people skinny? You know? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me because fat people have way more skin than skinny people. So if anything, we should be calling the fatties the skinnies. And the skinnies, what they are, disgusting. <laughs> you know, they're disgusting. You know, eat a hot dog or something. Eat 20 hot dogs. We need a lot of hot dogs. I've been thinking about how... Uh, how weird of like a bell curve hot dogs consumed in a day is, you know, one hot dog, standard, every day, easy, you know, two, three hot dogs, ball game, you know, date, whatever, four or five hot dogs, getting a little weird, <laughs> you know, that's like hot dogs split over two meals, you know, you had two separate meals, and you're just facing dogs, and then anything above that, to me, you're training for a competition of sorts, you're going for glory, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about hot dogs consumed. Um, I got in a bar fight not the, not that long ago, which uh, was I don't advise that really. I think that's pretty stupid most times. But the guy, uh, well, it wasn't really a fight. He like swung at me and missed, and then I swung at him and like really missed, and then called him a pussy. <laughs> And he swung at me really hard, hit me really hard in the chest. <laughs> and then I pretty much ran away at that point. <laughs> and, uh, but I made it look like someone was, like, in between us. But I, I ran away, uh, if I'm being honest with you guys. And I woke up the next day, and I just had a massive bruise on my chest. I'm like, I think I lost the fight. <laughs> I think I definitely lost that fight. But I, I definitely said some terrible things to him. Uh, that's good. There were drugs involved. I will say that. I bought drugs from a guy at the bar, um, but I was all scared of fentanyl, you know? I was like, can you do them with me? <laughs> Please, I don't want to die. <laughs> I'd rather die with someone else, you know? I don't know. So we did drugs together with the dealer, and that was pretty sweet. Uh, and that actually precipitated the fight, now that I think about it. It was drugs and then fight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's good. I, uh, I live at home, you know, and I'm a bald guy, and, uh, that's weird, you know? I feel like you can only live at home and be bald if you're, like, a baby, you know? Like, a standard 13-inch baby. Because anything, but, you know, other than that gets a little weird, you know? Because, like, immediately when Google figures out that you're a bald guy that lives with his parents, it's like, we're gonna radicalize that fucker, you know? So I'm just, like, out here kicking away YouTube suggestions left and right. You know, because I get crazy to recommend me, you know, like, three-minute home workout, seven signs you're autistic, the truth about January 6th. I'm like, what? You guys, I'm your target fucking audience trying to radicalize? I've only lived with my parents for 10 years consecutively, <laughs> you know? Good, good, good. <laughs> yep. I have a um, little bit about me. I have two really hot sisters, which is a... Uh, a weird thing. Thank God, Pam. <laughs> My brother's like, dude, what are you saying? You can't be saying that. Like, what would mom think? I'm like, she's hot too, dude. Get with the program. He is also hot. <laughs> no, I don't think any of my family's hot, you know, for the record. I think they're all beautiful, you know? Everyone except my dad. He is definitely not beautiful, you know? Because <laughs> he's at the age where his ball sack is longer than his penis, you know? And that's just outside of beauty. If <laughs> you ask me, how do I know this? I live with a guy and I see his ball sack, you know? Weekly occurrence, I just see this man, just a button-down shirt, no pants, no one, he's just penis hanging out. Just me, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a weird sight. Um, my sisters are like, uh, thanks for calling us hot, but uh, everything else is uh, disturbing. <laughs> I think you need to go to therapy, you know? I'm like, I can't do therapy, because anytime I go to therapy, I just lie. I want to bang the therapist, you know? She's like, how's your sex life? I'm like, it's fucking great, how's yours? <laughs> You know? <laughs> He's like, no, seriously, how's your sex life? I'm like, I just told you, it's great. <laughs> That's all I got, people. Uh, give it up for Pam, and happy Friday. Yay, Johnny Knudsen. Hooray. Uh, your next comedian's new to the room, everybody. Be excited. We're going to see what happens with Clinton Nilsson. What's up, everybody? <clears throat> I once went on a date with this girl. I picked, went up to her front door to pick her up. She opened the door. Her father was right there in the living room. Went up, introduced myself. Hello, sir. 
you know, told him the plans for the evening, what time she'll be home. He said, I look like I beat women. And I was like, holy shit. Like, how can he tell? Because <laughs> I'm a boxing instructor. Except I don't beat women. I teach them lessons. <laughs> I just had the Austin Powers my way into a parking spot right now. Saw a guy in this like little BMW about to take me. I'm like, hey! I felt powerful. He listened. It's because I have a truck. <laughs> Big truck energy. <laughs> My name is Clinton. I was named after Clint Eastwood. Uh, but instead of a instead of a cowboy, I grew up a fuckboy. That word now, you know, I hear that as like something in the dating scene. Oh my god, he's such a fuckboy. <sighs> you know, gets around. He's always talking to girls. <laughs> Fuckboys can't stand dating them. You know. I remember when I first heard that word. Like southern hip, southern rap music. You know. Early 2000s hood DVDs, except it sounded more like fuck boy, followed by a pussy ass. Fuck boy, put your pussy ass, N word. That'd be funny if girls still said it like that. Voice and everything, you know. My God, it's dating this fuck boy, this pussy ass. Probably actually do say that. So. <laughs> fucking came back from the bathroom. He was still scrolling on. I caught him fucking scrolling on Tinder while I was away. Fuck, fuck boy, pussy ass, n word. Hey, you picture who's saying it. Any uh, new dudes in the crowd? New dudes? All right, shout out new dudes. Okay. Hey, uh, now you pee with the toilet seat up. And if you leave it down, you put it back up. Nah. Don't forget to wipe. <coughs> I got you, ladies. Don't worry. Looking out, trying to set them straight on this new stuff, you know, these new ventures. You know, you got to hold it in. You got to hold all that emotion in. You gotta suppress it. You gotta take it out on on the wall or something. I don't know. No, come to the boxing gym. You should uh also learn to box. Cause you can't just be a pussy if you used to have a pussy. Last one. One's got jizz down on Bart. I was walking from one car to the next. And I felt something wet hit my hand. I look down, I look up. I see this guy lean back. 
in his seat with his pants down. Just tugging like there's no tomorrow. I'm working on that one. And I'm like, oh! And I flick my hand back at him, and for a second we look like Spider-Man and Venom on a battle, having a battle on the subway, like psh, psh. Felt like Luke Skywalker when Darth Vader cut his arm off. I'm like, ah! He was also big, black, and breathing heavy, like oh. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. My name's Clinton. Thank you very much. Clinton! Nilsson, everyone! Yay for your first time here. Hooray! All right, your next comedian. That's also his first time here. Clap your hands together for Julian! How's it going? I'm Julian. Um, this is my first time doing this, so if you don't laugh... If you don't laugh, that might be it for me. Um, yeah, so uh, one thing about me, I, uh, I used to work at Chipotle, and they never really tell you how hard that job is. You know, all the scooping. I would be scooping for hours on end every day, and uh, I would get carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, and I knew I had to quit that job when I started having to take breaks masturbating. Um, yeah, my uh, my manager at Chipotle there uh, was what we call in the business a sexual predator, um, but kind of like the cute kind, you know, where he was 5'4", so he wasn't that intimidating, but then he would squeeze past me in the kitchen and I would feel his dick rub across my calves. <laughs> Anyways, another mistake I made in my life was uh, getting a tattoo. Uh, I got a tattoo of my ex-girlfriend's name on my butt cheek about a year ago. Um, and I thought I was in the clear, you know, because uh, to be honest with you, I was totally okay with her when she got all four lip injections done. Uh, yeah, you know, a couple weeks after that, we broke up. Um, which was difficult for sure. Uh, I then had to learn sort of the difficult task of explaining to other women why there was a name on my ass, um, which was tough for sure. Uh, the correct answer is not my dead grandma. Um, that n usually comes with an, a bunch of other questions afterwards, directly afterwards you got why the fuck do you have your dead grandma's name tattooed on your ass? Um, then also there's uh, the classic, what kind of relationship did you have with your grandma? So I would just avoid that altogether, that situation. Let's see, any of you guys take the BART in to and from work? Yep, I do occasionally, for sure. Um, love taking the BART. It's not a real BART ride unless there's a couple homeless people smoking meth or something on the back of the car. That's how you know it's authentic, right? But uh, what I really can't stand is when uh, there's a group of tourists who come in from out of town and you can tell just by the way they look, they're really fucking judgmental, you know? Don't fucking look at my boy Meth Mike like that. 
Okay. He's grandfathered into that fucking train. He's been there since 2008, the housing crisis, you know? And also, what th- what's a glare going to do, right? Like, he's pissed in those pants seven times already, and he's not concerned. So I don't, know, I don't know why you think a glare would do anything. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I take the bar all the time. I like to uh, scroll through TikTok, just past time here and there, you know, always filled with good nuggets of knowledge. Um, one of which recently I learned that they actually repurpose circumcised foreskins uh, and give them to burn victims. So that's ingenuity. <laughs> they're uh, they're saving lives there. You know, the only problem is uh, someone rubs your shoulder and you cum your pants. Alrighty. So that's. <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, I was in a poli-sci class a while ago, um, and we were talking about all the issues that are present in the world right now, present these days, you know, opioid epidemic, gun violence, all these terrible crises, right? So I was like, w- we should just stop looking for solutions and start uh, putting, the, uh, putting the problems against each other, pitting them against each other, right? <laughs> for example, you know, obesity, Sorry, obesity and uh, and the opioid epidemic. It's two terrible crises. But you two birds with one stone that um, legalize opioids, opioids, but only with kale. Yeah, then we've got um, gender inequality and obesity. You know, uh, two birds with one stone again. Let <laughs> Let's just, uh, you know, hiring and salaries all based on push-ups. How many push-ups can you do? <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, obesity and race relations even. Racism is a terrible epidemic in this country, you know. So let's start attacking obesity and racism. Um, every slur has the some athletic punishment. Um, that coincides with it, you know. Uh, if you say the N-word, you need to do a 400-meter dash away from the three dudes you just said it to. All right, thank you. That's that's me. Clap your hands together for Julian. Your first time, that was amazing. That's what happened. You brought the audience. You're, you're a stellar individual. You still have friends. That means you... To be in comedy for more than a couple weeks, they will all disappear. Uh, hey, uh, hey, your last comedian of the night, put your hands together for Dan Guan. If you walked out on me as the only Chinese guy, you're racist, okay? That's, that's what always happens. That's what always happens. All right, I'll let the bros hang out outside the corner. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm from a Chinese immigrant family. I have a Chinese name and I also have an English name. And I always I always wondered how I got the name Dan. One time I asked my mom, I was like, "Hey mom, uh, how'd you arrive at Dan?" And she said that when she first immigrated to the country, Dan was one of the first English words she learned, um, which is so crazy because knowing how I normally learn a foreign language, I would have named myself cunt. But all right, well we're still a little tight here. Okay, no worries. It's like a little bit different, a little bit different. Um, if you can already tell by now, I also have like a very deep voice. Uh, you know, I got it uh, actually at a really early age of 10. 
uh, which is a pretty common age. I think it's like a, for a common age for a lot of boys to go through a huge uh, change in their lifestyles and their bodies, which is also called uh, vaping. Anyway, uh, yeah. And uh, I think a deep voice, a deep voice is usually like a pretty odd, odd thing to have, right? Because normally when you associate men with a deep voice, we usually associate as being authoritative or very manly. Uh, it's just really hard to sell that when you're a 10-year-old that sounds like a 40-year-old, you know? Like one time I'll be calling, I got a call from like from my from my parents' phone, and the, someone's asking for my dad, and I'll just say, "I'm sorry, I have to play on, I have to finish my game on Call of Duty." And they'll just usually think, shit, this guy still lives in his mom's basement. Okay, that's crazy. Which is also partially true. Okay, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. You guys are a lively crowd. This is great. This is, this is, this is fun. This is fun. Are uh, you dating out here, guys? Anyone here dating by chance? I, 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 love how, like, I love how you nodded no and then you nodded yes. So something's off here, basically. He's like, no, no, no. We can't, we can't, we can't sell this image. This is terrible. This is terrible. Um, I would have said you two too, but it's okay. Um, anyway, so uh, dating's already pretty difficult, right? Like we all, we can all generally agree on that. Uh, one of the oddest things I think, especially as an Asian guy, is that stereotypically speaking, we're on the bottom of the dating pole, and I think that a lot of it has to do with stereotypes. And uh, frankly, I think there's a lot we need to do to uh, offset these stereotypes, which is why I've been thinking that actually we need affirmative action in dating apps. You know, because affirmative action has really just been designed to help offset years of discrimination against minorities. If you put affirmative action on dating apps, no. Now, on Bumble, I'm not 5'7", I'm now 5'11", okay? Yeah, that's right, I'm not just a comedian, I'm now a Wall Street banker, all right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. My dick size, still the same, all right? That's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, it is weird though, like I feel like uh, this whole stereotype about like Asian men being less desirable is like a very odd one, right? Uh, but I think that only happens in like odd, odd, odd parts of America. It doesn't happen in the Bay Area. We're a very progressive part of the country, right? And I know this because one time I was at a bar, one time I saw this white chick, she just started hitting up all the other Asian dudes in the bar, including me. And I got her number, uh, which I was like, that's progressive. And then she walked away with another Asian dude. I'm like, that's not progressive. Which is terrible, right? And I felt so angry. Only except the next morning, she just texted me and she said, hey, I had a really fun time last night for you coming over. When can we do this again? And I'm like, dude, how can you be progressive and racist at the same time? Like, you know, which is so crazy. And I was just like, man, I gotta teach this bitch a lesson. So you know what I said? You know what I said? I just said, I'm gonna be there this Friday, all right? That, that's, what I, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. Um, uh, we, have, we also have a traveling crowd here. We have a traveling crowd. No, we're all broke. Okay, cool. I, I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, traveling can be, a, can be really expensive, right? And like, I, I get this. Uh, nor and I try to travel cheaply, but normally when you hear the words cheap and travel, you usually hear the word hostel at the end of it. You guys ever stayed in a hostel before? Yeah? All right. Two, two scarred people? Hell yeah. If you guys have never stayed in a hostel before, it's basically like a great way to relive your college years as a 40-year-old. And it's, and it's great because that comes with free amenities. Like, you for just $20 a night, you too can live with six other uh, kids with STDs. It's, it's just, it's crazy, you know. And there's no boundaries with hostels. I, like, I didn't realize this. One time I was in a hostel in Japan, and then two people came into my room, started having sex at 2 a.m. at night. Yeah. And I'm a petty person, but I'm also non-confrontational. 
But you know what I did? I just started out moaning them in the middle of the night. Hell yeah, that's right. I'm, uh, that's right. Player three just walked into the room, bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then when they stopped, I came. So that's that's been me. All right, I've been Dan Guan. You guys been dope. Bye. Yay, Dan Guan, the international comedian. Yay. If you have any euros, I want to buy them off you. I'm gonna go there pretty soon. Uh, your did you call him? I can never remember your name. It's like Column or Gollum or something really cute. Coolin, Coolin, Coolum. Whatever it is, you're fantastic. Do you want to go up? Okay, put your hands together for your last comedian, everybody. Yay! Just a little bit. Hi, my name is Coolin. I'm a human. That's weird. That's strange. Uh, you have a lot of time in your life, or you don't have much. It's probably short. You're going to die sometime soon, but you will be really a lot of hours in the day, a lot of a relatively large amount of time. And you spend a relatively small amount of that time seeing your coworkers outside of work. Really a diminutive amount of time seeing your coworkers outside of work. Which is insane because you also spend, a, or at least I do, I spend a diminutive amount of time looking at testicle shavers and CVS. And yet somehow by the grace of God, those times overlapped for me this Friday. Which was fantastic to say, oh, hi, Connie. Oh, hi, Connie. Um, all right. I have a friend who's a really hot girlfriend, out of this world, incredibly hot, really smoking hot. Uh, and I was talking to him the other day about dental hygiene. And he was telling me about how, he, how he's learned that uh, when you brush your teeth, one of the benefits of it is that the toothpaste stays in your teeth. And so if you use mouthwash, it can actually wash the toothpaste off, off your teeth and offset the benefit of it, which just sucks. You know, it's bad, right? So what he told me that he does is that he flosses and then brushes his teeth or that he flosses and then uses mouthwash and then brushes his teeth. Which is interesting because what I do is I fuck his girlfriend. So it's... <laughs> um, thank you. I, I love texting my dad because no matter when I... No matter what, it's, it's the same thing. He says, oh, can you talk right now? And that could be anything from, what's your Netflix password? I want to watch Chimp Empire or Grandmother Died. Also, what's the Netflix password? I want to watch Chimp Empire. Um, I don't know if you guys know this movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, and it's a great movie. It's super fun. Um, it's a super cool movie. Uh, but it's about a real person who's like a terrible guy, who's literally like one. I mean, he spends the entire movie doing cocaine, banging hookers, and cheating on his wife. And I, I'm staunchly against cheating on your wife. So I think it's just he's just clearly a terrible person and it's crazy because he's a real person who still exists and is still making money off of that movie he's like a real guy i don't know if you guys have seen the movie and are just learning that he's a real guy who's still out there scamming people it's crazy he sells shot glasses that say i will not die sober from the time he almost killed a bunch of people in a boat and this is insane i mean this is like if oj simpson <laughs> killed his wife and got to make money off of it uh, or something like that. But it, it's insane, and it, it makes me so mad because the world is so unfair that this guy is still out there, like, scamming people even after all of this. I, I mean, it's it's insane. It's crazy. I, I get so worked up about it. I get so worked up that the world is so unfair, and I just I, – I, I need to talk to someone. So I was talking to my friend the other day, and uh, I told him I fucked your girlfriend. All right. Thank you. <laughs> right. I'm cool. Yay! We did it, everyone. Well, thank you all for coming. Did you want to try anything for the first time? Like, tell a joke? You're just here for fun. 
You're amazing. We do this every Monday and Friday at six o'clock, and comedians come and do their stuff. We have we do stuff seven days a week now. So um, this Sunday we're actually Sunday Streets on Valencia Street. It's going to be closed from 14th Street all the way to 26th from 11 a.m. until four. And Mutiny Radio has a booth. We're going to be doing comedy outside, PG-13, clean, friendly for family, etc. And selling T-shirts. But the whole street's going to be closed down this Sunday. It's going to be a really fun time. But then all our other shows. Sunday at 6 o'clock at Barbary Coast, the Danker Side of Comedy. It's super fun. You're in a dispensary. You can smoke weed. Here on Monday at 6, Tuesday, OMG, 6 o'clock on 6th Street, two-for-one well drinks if you want to get wasted. Uh, Wednesday at Mars Bar on 7th and Brandon. It's really fun because we have 10 ticket giveaway, drink ticket giveaways, and they have really good food. Thursdays at Bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock. You're here right now because it's Friday. And then tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Atlas Cafe around the corner on 20th and Alabama. We have a show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the sidewalk, because we're crazy. Uh, thank you for being here. Yay! You're all amazing. If you ever want to donate, Mutiny Radio. Yay! Cyclist Joe, I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but f- quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Come noises. Ambiance. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking Mark. Oh, my God. I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Peace, calm, and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining The Best of the Worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at Cobb'sComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street, at Florida Street, in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming 
Live, 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. L S D fap acid fapping fapping acid acid fapping fapping acid fap 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Um, 
yeah, the lights are on and uh, all hell's breaking loose. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Welcome. This is Buckhouse Square. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Yeah, this week at Bug House Square, I, um, well, I'm not sure. I've got a... I was just pulling these records out of my little satchel bag, mm, yes, and uh, I, I was thinking, man, I got a lot of good music. Club in his hand is that a vigilante man. Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along and he chases out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that a vigilante man. Vigilante man, why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
Chicken of the sea. You are surrounded and confounded and dumbfounded by the happening. Yes, it's true. It's Madison Avenue. seen her for a long time Though I've heard she's still around Her father's living with some girl Who's a year younger than her She's living in the country now, yeah Oh, she's trying to get better
Mama pajama rolled out of bed and she ran to the police station. When the papa found out, he began to shout and he started the investigation. It's against the law. It was against the law. Oh, what the mama saw. It was against the law. The mama looked down and spit on the ground every time my name gets mentioned. Papa said, oh, if I get that boy, I'm gonna stick him in the house of detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. 